faster than a bolt of lightning! More powerful than a Jedi Master! Able to leap tall stacks of comics in a single bound! Look! Up on the web! It's a show! It's a podcast! It's In The Comics! We'll bring you anything and everything a comics fan could want. Because we're in the mix! And now, in this exciting issue... Farewell, Mr. Spock. Welcome to In the Comics, the podcast in the mix of everything comics. I'm Russell Johnson. Here with me, as always, Mr. Dave Cunningham. Hey, everybody. This is issue number 95 of the podcast, and each week, Dave and I will give our picks of the week, talk a little news, answer some questions, and give our best bets for what's hitting shops uh, next week. You can follow the show by visiting inthecomics.com. They can find links to listen and subscribe to the show, as well as all the links to our social media pages where we keep you updated with uh, everything about comics. Today's show is brought to you by UnleashTheFanboy.com. Unleash the Fanboy is your favorite one-stop site for all the news you care about, whether it's comics, movies, or video games. They have it all. UnleashTheFanboy.com. Please help support the podcast by stopping by InTheComics.com and visit our sponsors like GoDaddy.com, Sideshow Collectibles, Superhero Stuff, and many more for all your comics, collectibles, and gaming needs. In the Comics is part of the 21 Network. That is a collection of podcasts for the fan and all of us. Visit 21network.com for this podcast and all of our great shows, including Inside the Forest, Popular Fanatics, 21 Podcasts, Star Wars, TCG, The Cool Time Show, Gotham After Show, and The Couch Couple. For all updates and the latest news from the network, follow us on Twitter at 21network. Follow Dave at dkinham 21 and follow me at Director421. So before, we got a couple things to get to before we get to the books this week. Um, as I said, top of the show, farewell, Mr. Spock. Uh, we, as we were, it was kind of weird, we were recording the, uh, the 21 podcast on Friday afternoon. Uh-huh. And uh, I mean, literally, <laughs> as we started to roll, Dave saw on Twitter, he's like, this is true? And we saw that uh, it was true that uh, Leonard Nimoy passed away at the age of 83 on Friday. Um, he had been reported earlier in the week he was admitted to the hospital with some chest pains. Um, I think it was a cardiopulmonary issue that he died from. Uh, and we, we didn't get to talk a whole lot about it on the, on the 21 podcast because we had some other things that we kind of got wrapped up in. Um, but, you know, Dave, what are your thoughts on uh, the passing of Mr. Leonard Nimoy? Yeah, um it's funny because uh, that happened Friday afternoon, and I've been so away from the internet and social media the past couple of days because I've been doing a lot of work on my house. But so I haven't really had a chance to think about it. But um, but you know, us being um, you know we're we're obviously fans of movies and pop culture and all that stuff, and and we're more obviously more. If you even listen to any of us, it's we're more Star Wars fans <laughs> than anything. So it's all I can really think about is I can understand for for for, for the most part overall the loss that you know Hollywood or the world has gotten with the passing of Leonard Nimoy because you know make no mistake about it, Star Trek is one of the big phenomenons of our country and, and, and the movies and TVs and, and, and of all the, I guess, original crew to me in a way, you know, I guess Spock was to me the most recognizable, the most, and Leonard Nimoy was so good about, I guess, embracing that character. And, and I mean, obviously because he came back and did the last two reboot rebooted movies as, as Spock. So, mm-hmm. yep. you know, it, it is a sad time. Uh, again, I, what I think most about is, I mean, I feel the loss of Leonard Nimoy and I can't imagine that loss of when, you know, like a star Wars person that we grew up with, you know, one day passes. Um, mm. So for some reason I keep thinking of something like that, but you know it's, you know we've we've had a I've had a the uh, fortunate opportunity to be able to work with uh, William Shatner a few times, so I kind of understand and I see the 
the uh, the popularity of of him still, and you know, I know Leonard Nimoy still mm-hmm. had that huge popularity. So, um, you know, yeah, it does suck, but um, but he gave us some great moments, and I'm glad he was able to come back and do those last couple films uh, that J.J. Abrams directed. So, so definitely, I can. You know, I can I can feel for the for the Trekkies out there that that lost a a big person like that. Yeah, uh, I was you know as Dave said, I I, I probably I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan or Star Trek fan. Um, I have again, I think J.J. Abrams got me back into like the movies themselves. I've seen all the movies that they've done, and I've watched some of the TV show, but I was never you know like really caught up in it. Um, but yeah, Leonard Nimoy from my childhood, at least from you know when. Star Trek was still a fairly new thing. I mean, it was reruns, you know, it was the seventies, but you know, it was, it aired, uh, you know, two years before I was born. So it's still kind of, it was still kind of in the public consciousness and kind of a thing. So, um, now it's interesting cause he, I'm looking here and he, he had 134 acting credits. Mm. So he did more than Star Trek, uh, yes. <laughs> obviously. Um, he had, tw- he's got 12 director credit, three producer credits, four writing credits. um, he played himself in as a as a voice talent or you know any other things 150 different times. Um, so let's see when his first career. See, he started in started acting in 1951. His first thing, Queen for a Day. So wow. Um, and you know, like I say, came back for the Star Trek movies. It was pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, and pop pop culture in general, especially amongst geeks, it's a it's a big loss. So um, we send our thoughts and prayers out to his family and his friends and all the other uh, Trekkies and fans and out there. We're all we're all in unison in here and our you know mourning for the loss of such a great uh, popular character guy. Um, so uh, I remember him most distinctly when I was younger. Actually, there was a show called In Search of, which is a kind of a you know, in search of Bigfoot or in search of UFOs or in search of, it was like an hour long program where people would go and, you know, look for these phenomenons. And he did the voiceover for it. And it was always like in search of, and I always knew it was Lenny Moore's voice. It was always, that always reminds me like of something that I really paid attention to after Star Trek was over. This was back in, I don't know, in search of was, gosh, somewhere in the eighties, yeah, 80, 77 through 82. He was doing that. Um, and it was you know in search of the Titanic, in search of you know ghosts and photographs, uh, just all kinds of just documentary type things. There was thirty eight episodes, so that was pretty cool. I remember him from that, so I always remember that. All right, um, there was a little controversy over Shatner not being able to go to his funeral because he has a previous, he has a uh, he had a commitment for a charity, a Red Cross charity in Florida, and he was he was he. Had, promised months ago and it was going to run late on Saturday and he wouldn't be able to make the flight to LA in time and his two daughters were going and he got blasted like about it um, but today apparently he did a thing on Twitter where he had people tweet back and forth and tweet good memories of Leonard Nimoy and everything so I think he's been kind of unfairly criticized because as he said Leonard Nimoy was a big charitable guy did a lot of charity events and he stayed to do the red cross thing because of something he thinks Leonard Nimoy would have wanted him to do you know make a commitment to a charity that's important to him and um you know I don't think he I don't think he's shunning him I think he just you know things just didn't line up but you know I think he does I think he's been kind of fairly unfairly criticized for this whole thing because he wouldn't have won either way you know if he had gone to the funeral that he would have been a jerk for walking out on a charity yeah. you know or cancer charity event so he was in a really <laughs> a no-win situation but um, you know, I think he did the right thing. All right, so also on Friday, um, and Dave's putting the final touches here on the uh, 21 podcast, um, but one of yeah. the things we talked about was the Power Rangers bootleg that went up. And Dave, you'll be in, I don't know if you have heard this yet because you haven't been near the internet, but I'll tell you this. The day after we talked about this highly debated topic and why it was pulled from YouTube and Vimeo, yeah, the day later... The producers of this video and Saban Entertainment and Lionsgate came to an agreement, and now it's back online. <laughs> it, was on a, it was back online a day later. Um, all they had to do was put a little disclaimer before it, put an age restriction on it, 
put the not safe for work version on Vimeo, which is one you guys didn't see, which I thought you were watching when I was no, out didn't of the room. see that. Go on Vimeo. It's on Vimeo. Um, YouTube has the quote unquote safe for work, kind of safe for work, not really, but it's kind of safe for work. Um, so if you want to see that, it's out there. It seems like, um, I, honestly, after all was said and done, it didn't seem like it was that big a deal. Um, yeah, know, the, the direct the director and the producer, you know, kind of yeah. signed I mean, contracts. Disclaimer says a lot. So yeah, they said just put a disclaimer on it and it's it, it's back online. So, but um, you know, everybody's kind of weighed in on it and what they thought about it. But I thought it was cool. I thought it was fine. So I'm glad they came to an agreement and all's well in the uh, world. So if you want to check out a very gritty take on Power Rangers, go check that out. All right, um, picks of the week, Dave. I'm I'm not gonna make a guess here because I thought I did what it was last week. I jumped the gun a little bit. Well, <laughs> so I think the easy. The I think this the week. easy one. <laughs> I think it's easy this week. Um, obviously, I, I gotta go with Batman. Thirty nine. I mean, are you not going with Batman thirty nine? Well, I, I <laughs> if you were gonna, go, oh, he's it's on my list. <laughs> yes, but. I went with a different title because I figured you were going to go with Batman 39. I'll chime in on it because I did read it. I thought it was a great book this week. So um, I just went with something a little different that I picked up that was a number one that I thought was pretty good. So I'm putting it out there. But go ahead with Batman 39. Yeah, Batman 39, part five of uh, Scott Snyder's Endgame. Um, yeah, this was I wanted to read this right away because I knew uh, right when it came out. But because um, this picked up right where the end – the last issue ended where he approached uh, the court of the owls to find out if uh, if what's happening with the Joker is true. Uh, the fact that he may have uh, these powers or this the same type of serum that they use basically for you know to keep the, the talons alive or to revive the talons. Um, if if that is what the Joker is using, I guess to to mm-hmm. prolong his life in a sense. Um, Cause man, that is just the biggest, just the biggest mystery right now is, is how, um, how he's doing this. But, um, but anyway, the big shocker, obviously of this is, uh, man, you know, we, we talked about this after we both <laughs> read this, like, man, Alfred just gets his ass kicked. <laughs> Yeah, Every I think Scott time. Snyder. We could say Scott Snyder hates horses and hates Alfred. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> so, Joker finds his way into the cave, which I'm kind of like, did he? How did he know to get there? Did he know how to get there from to the Bat Cave? Yeah, yeah. He's known since the, the, the last iteration because remember he was in the cave with everybody. He he. Yeah, he knows how to get there. Okay, because I remember, I remember, because because remember, remember he he um, it had something to do with a tracker that um, Batman put on a something, and it led the Joker right to because like halfway through the story he was like, oh no, you you led the Joker right to the Batcave. Oh yeah, that's yeah, how he was yeah, able to yeah, capture yeah, everybody. Yeah, okay. So yeah, he knows how to get there. Right. Okay. Well. Anyway, he uh, yeah he takes a butcher knife and sh- chops off Alfred's hand. <laughs> Very gruesome. Hell, I mean, very gruesome. Uh, not not used to that in a Snyder Batman book, you know. But no. wow, I mean, uh, he's really turning it up uh, in this. But um, but no. Uh, and then of course, and then later on, um, I thought it was really cool because very uh, all of a sudden it gets very like Batman eighty nine with the the parade and. Uh, Mm-hmm. Going down the streets yep. of Gotham it was, yep, it was pretty neat. Um, but anyway, uh, overall, you know, there's 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 obviously a, a big setup here. Um, Batman, is getting uh, get some get, he gets some help from the family, and then the biggest thing he does is gets help from, which was surprising. He's actually getting help from villains in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was an interesting little take on that. I thought. Yeah, very. Uh, didn't actually see that coming at all. So he's he. And it's really cool with the the villains that he's got. You know, you're talking what Freeze, Ivy, Scarecrow, Croc, Clayface, Bane, Penguin. Yep. 
I mean, it's like mm-hmm. major ones, you know, major guys yeah. that are just coming to seeing that, seeing what Joker's doing is basically going to destroy their destroy the whole city, you know, and right, kill, yeah. kill everybody mm-hmm. off. So, um, pretty awesome the way that that kind of comes together and and obviously sets up for. Um, I guess uh, I guess the next part is the conclusion. Apparently, the sixth part. But uh, but I thought what was really cool about this book is: Did you read the the end story, the last smile? Yeah, yeah. James, I thought that James Tynan the fourth uh, little backstory. That was that was pretty awesome because it really makes you think. Like uh, and, you know, because apparently there's apparently what that's about is about uh, this doctor who wrote basically who the joker was in his backstory right. his, his complete backstory mm-hmm. but i guess you come to find out that it may or may not be true you know it, right it's one of them things but a uh, good twist in the end i won't give away yeah. that uh, well i mean they're they're continuing the whole thing is like yeah we're we're giving him an actual story but it still may not be, be yes. the case so and that's always great about joker because you can create a story for him but you always throw a little bit of mystery and i was like well is that really true i, I mean who knows so um they've created their own again they've been doing this the whole time with with uh zero year and now this they're kind of taking their own putting their own spin on the story but not really you know giving mm-hmm. us a fresh take on things um but still sticking with the core of what batman is and the joker and stuff like that so um. Yeah, I was. I was like, you know, shocked. I was. I'm like, I just. Did I just read that. Wait a minute. Have, yes. <laughs> wait. What happened? Is he? Wait. Nope. Yep. His hand is gone. Um. Because that's kind of you know surprising in the was it zero? Yeah. No. Um. Death of the family when he blinded Alfred temporarily. Yes. Uh. You thought it was permanent, so I was like, God, man, just beating crap out of Alfred all the time. And he's not even doing that well. And in. Batman Eternal. No, actually, he's he was not. he was he was poisoned. He was poisoned with us by the fear toxin, and yep. he's been in bed like the whole time, basically. And um, he's he's having a rough go of it right now uh, in all of his books. So, yeah, I, I would have I would have picked that one too. Uh, that was definitely my first thing I read this week. Um, but for me, I wanted to point out a book that I thought was actually pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Um, it's a Vertigo. It's a DC Vertigo book. It's called Suiciders. And it is written and drawn by Lee Bermejo. I believe it's how you pronounce his name. And um, this book that they were te- they've been it's been in last month. Uh, they were teasing put teaser pages in all the DC books, and I, I kind of went on a limb and ordered one for myself, and um, it was pretty cool. Uh, it's it's. Um, doesn't say what year it is. It's in the future, obviously, but it's New Angeles, not Los Angeles. And there's been a wall built. Basically, I think it's been a gigantic earthquake. Um, it's kind of torn the city apart. And they built a wall uh, around part of the city where certain people live and they can have access to all kinds of um, plastic surgery and enhancements and just all the best care in the world. Um, and outside of that wall lives poor people basically. And they're all trying to escape over the wall or try to get into the city somehow. Um, you know, there's a group like an underground group trying to get people smuggled across the border. Um, and while this is going on, um, it's focused on a character called the saint and he is a, um, it's basically entertainment. Um, but it's kind of like a, a death match type of thing. Um, and he is the reigning champion. No one can beat him. He's got all kinds of – he's super strength and wears all this armor. And he's, he's kind of like held up by the government as like the, the hero, you know, uh, in these kind of what they call the suicide games or whatever. And um, it's kind of this whole story about the underground and the city is all kind of – again centered around this fight that's about to happen the big fight's coming and it just plays back and forth in between the two and the fight is really cool and there's all kinds of like robots with trying to kill with death rays and explosions and um just good action and lee bermejo is a, a great artist i love his work and uh he just does a great job with this it's got a very very shocking ending there's, a, there's basically a couple um whose child was taken and they're trying to get back they're trying to get into the city um being smuggled in and you know you think they're gonna make it like yeah they're gonna make it they're gonna make it into the city well 
Doesn't end too well for them at all. Uh, but it's pretty gruesome. It is a Vertigo book, so uh, it does have mature content. So be aware of that if you're going to pick that up. But I thought it was a cool book. It's it's I like you know, it's a DC title again, Vertigo, and uh, this is the first time I've seen Lee kind of draw and uh, write same time, and it was really good. Coloring was great. It's kind of gritty, dark, edgy, um, a little bit futuristic. They kind of play that down a little bit because it seems like there's a lot of you know, destruction around this gigantic wall they built around the city. Um, it's, it's post-apocalyptic type of thing, but, uh, I, yeah, I thought it was a cool book. I really enjoyed it. Sweet. Just me. Suiciders. Number one. Um, one other book that, um, you know, I read a couple other ones, but, uh, of course I won't say much. I won't say too much about it, but, uh, but uh, definitely go read Darth Vader number two. Um, that Darth Vader series is mm-hmm. pretty awesome, uh, and I really do recommend. Man, if you can, if you can read read both Star Wars books that are out right now because they're they do, even though they're right around the same time period, they do give you a whole different perspective on each side. You know, the Star oh, yeah. Wars is like mm-hmm. really the light side this is what's happening with Darth Vader and the empire and all that stuff. And very good book. But I tell you what, what one, one book surprised me, which it, you know, I feel like I've, I feel like this storyline I've been off and on. I don't think I've read the entire series so far, but, um, but, uh, I really liked the flash. Um, and I knew, I know, I know the story, but I, I, I don't think I've completely caught up on both of them. I know I got a lot of information from you, the last one, but, um, but this this one thirty nine was really really good. I thought because I'm just so the more and more we learn about, especially with multiversity going coming out, you know, the more and more we learn how much the Speed Force is mm-hmm. such an integral part of this DC universe. Like that, right? I mean, it almost practically makes the Flash like the most important character. In the just entire, that, yeah. mm-hmm. so yeah. um, so I'm I, that just ramps it up even more for me. I I, I really, I really, I really do want to just make sure I, I I read, I read the Flash and and keep getting into because this had a lot to do with. Obviously, right now, like you you've you've talked about the most in the previous shows, like this has a lot to do with time travel right now. There's a future Flash. Mm-hmm. There's a the Flash is in. The main one is stuck in the speed force, you know, trying to right. get out the the one in the present time is from the future and mm. he's kills, you know, <laughs> he kills and uh, so it's it's pretty crazy what's going on in the flash, but um that was a pretty good book. Yeah, I would I would I would I, that's one of the books I really like this week too. Um I got another one I'm going to choose, but that that was definitely Darth Vader one was cool. We talked about that a little bit um, this week, and um, yeah, the Flash was. I like how it ended. I like yes. how it uh, they paralleled each other very nicely, and um, just kind of. The, I mean, you know, Robert Venditti. He's he's awesome on his uh, XO Manowar book for uh, Valiant, and he's really. I think he's killing it with uh, the Flash as well. Him and Van Jensen are both doing a great job with the whole. You know, Barry's a CSI guy, and then Barry's a superhero, and then again, it got it was a little confusing there, especially around the the annual issue when we saw the Black Flash, and that's obviously again that we always assume that was Wally West or something else, but it really was the Future Flash, and it was got a little confusing there until they split them apart. And now we understand where it's all going. I mean, yeah. the Speed Force and Barry again, Barry's integral to it, and how people are going to survive and escape certain things can be dependent upon him i mean that they needed you know some people needed the flash to be with them to do some other things so uh it was it kind of turned on its head real quickly all of a sudden i was like wow that got kind of crazy um my other book i will pick um, batman would be my other one since my, my final one was uncanny avengers number two from marvel again i've been big on the uncanny avengers since brooker mender's taken over on it and um this is a new Story art lines for the Avengers is all going to play into whatever's going to happen in the Marvel Universe. This is really the only. Aside some of the Spider Man stuff, this is really the only Marvel book I keep up on a regular basis, have been for a while. Uh, and 
this one here, it's Sabretooth, who's now a hero, who's trying to redeem himself. He is on the uh, he's on Counter Earth, which is on the other side of the sun, and he's trying to stop basically this this. Um, I don't know the guy's name, but he's he's this leader, this creator of Counter. Yeah, Counter Earth. He's got all these people, you know, all these creations, and they're animalistic and they're kind of weird. And um, he basically tells them, you know, you're a good experiment, but it hasn't worked out, so I'm going to wipe you all out now. <laughs> and Sabretooth tries to stop him, but he doesn't succeed. And this guy ends up basically wiping out an entire planet of people. And it seems like after a while, you come to realize that he's done this over and over and over again. He just kind of builds, builds these new creations. Um, and then they don't ever meet his level of perfection, which they never will. So he destroys them all. Um, and their ghosts live on, uh, and, uh, it's, uh, what's his name? Voodoo. Who can, connect with spirits uh dr voodoo he has to he's bombarded by all these voices talking to all these spirits and souls talking to him so they know they've got to stop this guy uh from doing this again and the core group of people were ticked off because they could have stayed and helped fight with Sabretooth, but they left to save scarlet witch and quicksilver um so it was a big fight saying that you know you we left all these people to die only to save these two people um, and we didn't have to do that. And it's a big fight amongst kind of infighting about this whole situation. But um, come to find out that, the, you know, once this guy has wiped out the entire, his t- entire creation and realizes that Sabretooth can regenerate himself, because what he does, he does kill Sabretooth in the beginning, but of course, much like Wolverine, he can regenerate. He can't be killed, and um, he once he knows this, he knows he's, he's a mutant, and he can see his cell structure, and he's like, this might be the key to having my per- perfect community, and he wants to go after um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver 2, who are posing, he thinks they're posing as mutants, and he calls their sister in, who I didn't know she even existed, was called uh, Luminos. Um, and he says, you're going to have to kill your brother and sister. So he knows about them somehow. I'm not really sure how it's going to work out. It's only issue two. Remender really doesn't start hitting his strides about issue five of a series, but starting to build. It's pretty, it's cool. Uh, Daniel Kuna on art is very nice. I like his work. So, um, that's my Marvel book. I will recommend this week. Uh, Uncanny Avengers number two. My Marvel book is Darth Vader number two. All right. Well, do you have, but you have a Marvel book. I do have a Marvel book, right? I mean, come on. Let me ask you this. Are you going to get um, Princess Leia? Comes oh, yeah. Next week? Already ordered. Already ordered. Princess Leia number one. Yep. We'll be talking about that next week for sure. So do you have another one this week? Final one first? Uh, well, we uh, and- I mean, probably the next – I'll just briefly talk about um, – I'm really, i really loving – I'm really loving Deathstroke. Um, Tony yeah, Daniel. that's a good book too. Mm-hmm. I'm just a huge fan of his art. Huge fan of his art. Um, and I think he's, I think he's drawing it, right? Yeah, he's doing, yes, he is. He's doing mm-hmm. right. He's writing and drawing. Yeah. And, yeah, and he draws, he draws Batman awesome. Batman was in this a lot, you know, so, um, no, it's just a, it's a, it's a good book. It's, um, great, great illustrations in it. Um, just fantastic. I mean, this whole first part of this book was a fight scene between death, you know, Deathstroke and Batman. I mean, come on, is so well done pretty awesome so go check it out yeah i i did i want i do want to say that i saw something on uh, maybe it was friday night i'm not sure um on twitter which is a little i don't know he, tony daniel didn't really do anything wrong necessarily but i was just kind of i saw his feed and it was just kind of interesting because he said something about letting a you know, internet troll get under his skin and kind of bringing him down and apparently i i I don't know i I don't know who or what but it was interesting because comic vine who uh i really like a lot and they do a great job on the reviews and things like that they really gave i mean they gave deathstroke number five a really positive review like hey this is a good book love the arts kind of all the things that we're saying about it action-packed the only criticism they had in there was like you know i don't i mean batman was cool to have in there but 
was he really necessary as far as like the storyline? Because the storyline goes somewhere else. You know, it's just like a fight between Batman. You know, Harley Quinn sets it up, and it was a cool fight, no doubt, no question. It was an awesome yeah. fight. Um, but he's like, yeah, I don't know that he was necessary, and that was really a very minor criticism because it was just still like it's an awesome book. It's great where it's going. It's a cool thing, you know. And he put the review out on he put you know the, you know how I tag reviews when I write reviews for Unleashed Fanboy I tag the writer and artist in there and maybe they'll retweet it maybe they'll favorite it maybe they won't care um, but apparently somebody had done something to Tony Daniel as far as like criticizing him and he finally said told Comic Fine he's like don't tag me anymore I don't care don't send me reviews if good or bad I don't care. Um, I don't need a geek's um, permission or a geek's likeness to to make my career happy where I am right now. And it was just like I was a little disappointed that he was like he called wow. and he said I don't need a geek's approval. Like it's kind of biting the hand that feeds you. I mean, yeah, I understand that some people are going to be critical and they're going to say terrible things, and all and that's what the internet is. I mean, the internet's positive and there's a lot of negative. I mean, I mean a lot of hate spews out on the internet and he admitted later on at least on twitter i didn't he's not there's no official statement this is something i saw um but you know i thought the way he kind of used geek uh it made it sound very negative like i don't need some geek's approval to to validate my career i'm like well that's kind of uh okay but be bigger than but, that but you need I mean, you need most geeks. people <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's why i was kind of like disappointed i was like it was a little disappointing and i think he Basically, you know, at the at the end of all this, he said, you know, basically, look, I'm not going to read reviews. I let somebody get under my skin. He didn't apologize for anything, not that he had to, um, but he, you know, I just I, I read that and I was like, man, eh, that's a you know, that's a little disappointing because I really like. I mean, I like Tony Daniel. I think I've I think I've I've reviewed some of his work before, and he actually has favorited it and retweeted it at some point. So I felt pretty good about that. So, um, I, I mean. So be it. I, that was just out there. I, I found that. And I was like, oh, that's a little weird. That's, that's, um, that, no, you're right. That's disappointing. It is disappointing. It's just, it's, it's, but, you know, that said, I still love his work, and I, I, love, I love the Deathstroke book. It's awesome. It was, I, I like where it's going. I agree with Comic Vine. thought it was a great fight scene. thought it was a great book. thought it was, I mean, if I four out of five stars, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, it's a good book. It's solid. Yeah. It's a solid read. Um, I like his costume. I like his outfit now. Deathstroke's got a whole new look thing going on. He's going a totally different direction with his character. And, um, yeah, it's pretty impressive. So, uh, all right. So that said, let's move on to a little bit of, we'll talk, we'll do a little news, maybe a little TV stuff here. We haven't done a variant issue in a while. And I think we'll get back on the variant stuff once everything comes back March 17th. Air Flash and Arrow come back. Gotham will be back on. iZombie will be on. Uh, Shield will be back on. Walking Dead obviously be going on, so we'll get back on there. But a um, couple things: Agent Carter finally wrapped up, uh, caught up all the all the episodes that finally ended. Um, Dave, how do you, how do you think that first could be? It could be a one shot season. I don't know. Could, you know, didn't seem like they, they seems like they set something up at the end. You know, a little possibility of it moving forward. Um, so, what were your overall take on? Asian Carter. Uh, my overall take uh, is that I th- I really really enjoyed Asian Carter. I thought by far it was. Uh, I thought by far it was better. I thought this the eight episodes were better than the entire first season of Shield, Agent of Shield. Uh. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it better. I thought it was well, well written. I thought it was well acted. I thought the the production value was outstanding. You know, to be able to pull off late forties, uh, New York. Um, and and of course, I think it has to. You know, a lot of it had to con- be contributed to um, the acting. I, I mean, I think you had some you had some A list actors in there. With obviously, you know, Haley Atwell and um, and um, I mean, who's the guy to play Jarvis? Because he was fantastic. Um, I don't, I don't know who he is. Um, but then of course you you still brought back uh, uh, the guy who played How- Howard Stark, you know, and, and Captain America, 
Captain America, first Captain America film. You know, you just you had you just had the elements there. I think that in the story that um, that made it work. Now, I was surprised that they did kind of leave it open ended at the end because um, I guess for some reason I was under the impression that this was just a one shot. You know, just kind of a story of where Agent Carter was. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the way it ended, it doesn't t- technically have to be Agent Carter that kind of continues that story. It could be a whole other c- different series that picks mm-hmm. up. You know, I don't know, but it'd be nice to see that. You know, because it's it it, ne- it touted it as a season finale, not a series finale. So, right, I got I got to think that they are possibly wanting to um, do a season two next year, where you know you have seven or eight more episodes and I think that's the way to do it. I think I think eight episodes is a good sweet number for um for a series. I you know these these season long stuff where it's like 22 episodes. I mean it it it, it does get dragged out in a sense. So I'm becoming more and more fan of of short numbered series like Walking Dead. Like what they did. I watched a show called Justified that's only 10 episodes a season you know so uh breaking Mm -hmm. bad was like that you know i i think you just you get a chance to really target and hone in on the story and stick with the story don't have all these useless scenes or these unimportant scenes and you know i think unfortunately i think i think you can get it right where you know like i think flash and i think arrow they're getting it right even though it's 22 two episode seasons they have they do a good mm-hmm. job of focusing and staying on the story. So, um, but so it comes down it does come down to writing in a sense. But um, something like this, I think, I think it worked well. I think it worked really well, and I really, really, really liked it. Yeah, um, I liked Agent Carter. I thought it was a good show. I enjoyed it. Um, I think some of the better moments were when they incorporated some more characters. Um, I do think the guy who played Jarvis is great. Dominic Monaghan who played. Uh, you know, Howard Stark is always good. Um, I I did feel like the final episode, and maybe this is maybe this is a product byproduct of uh, all the you know gut punches we have with Walking Dead and Arrow and Flash when they go their you know mid season finales and they and their mid season returns are always like big events and there's always something shocking that happens. Um, you know, with Agent Carter, I felt like it ended. It was a solid ending, but I felt it was just kind of like, yeah, it was good. You know, I thought it was, I wasn't like shocked by anything. I wasn't like, oh man, I can't believe that just happened. You know, um, I think that happened this, the episode before when the police chief was, you know, strapped to that vest and he like jumped out the window and blew up. I was like, oh, holy crap. That's, that's the holy crap moment there. You know, you're like, you didn't see that coming. I didn't think I got would die. Um, so that was, you know, I had that moment, but uh, I felt it, you know, again, I felt it was just kind of, it was solid. It was a solid show as a whole. You know, I liked when the Howling Commandos were on there. I thought that was a great episode. You know, when they actually went behind enemy lines to rescue this, you know, scientist. And um, I really liked the interaction with the characters there. I like how everybody was starting to come together as a team. And um, so I really liked that. And Haley Atwell does a great job as Agent Carter. So, um, yeah, I felt it was about the right length. I don't know that had it gone much longer, what you would have, you know, got out of it, where it would have gone. And I think it was... you know, again, I think it was kind of a, a almost not an expected ending, but you know it ties very nicely to Captain America this time. You know, she was able to talk Howard down versus having to let him go, and kind of redeems herself a little bit, and um, you know still has that fight in her, and, and being able to, to kind of book in with the Captain America movie. Um, so that was that was that was that was nice to see that. Um, I'd like to see I like to see something a little bit more with a little bit more comic book people in it, like ca- characters. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's what I'd like to see if they came back with more stuff like that. Because that's what, I mean, again, that's more of a byproduct, I think, from all the shows that we watch, is that we get, we're starting to get all this comic book stuff for us as fans, and it's almost expected when there's a comic book show. You know, you don't look at it, you have to look at Agent Carter's, like, it was a really good, I mean, set in the, you know, 50s or 40s, late 40s, early 50s, you know, it's like, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, they had some nice moments. They had some great moments in there. Some very creepy sci-fi stuff happening. That was, you know, um, n- no knock on that. But, uh, you know, it was just like, again, yeah, it was just a solid, it was a solid series. It was a solid show. 
Um, and the fact that Arm Zola came back at the end, and you know, we've seen him in the original Captain America. He was in Winter Soldier. He's in you know this now. So it's a nice little tie in there, a little thread that goes through. Who knows where it goes from here? But yeah, I thought it was good. I, was, I, I give it a I give it a solid rating. I, I'd watch it. Yeah, and I agree with you on the ending. I, I definitely agree with you on the ending because, uh, but I, I've come to you know with with the TV like was. Agents, like Agents of Shield, like they don't do a good job of that draw dropping ending, you know, to each episode. Right. Or, oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's I, not that it was bad. It was no, just, not at just, all. It was just it, not at all. It was just solid, you know. They 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 rely on the end credit scene, which in this one was like, oh, okay, he's back. It's, yeah, yeah. It's it setting wasn't. something up, but yeah, I agree with you. It's it was a slow ending, you know, and it was un, you know un surprising i guess it was just uh just it kind of ended you know and it, it, and like i said it kind of ended in a sense where it you know it it ended in a sense where it doesn't have to have a season two in a sense it could be a whole different right. character sure absolutely um, but you know it was good yeah i i thought it was I, I i thought it was good too i liked it i enjoyed it um all right so We'll talk. Let me ask you this question because we haven't really talked about it on the shows, but that one kind of, you know, oh crap moment last week on Arrow. We finally got to see Ray Palmer um, not only clear his head of some uh, problems with uh, the help of Felicity, (laughs) but it seemed like after that he was able to make the suit work pretty well. So um, we got to see him. And I didn't know what I was what I what was to be expected of him, seeing him in the suit. We just knew he was going to be in the suit. Finally, um, what did you think of this? Is stuck, of, let's focus on the Adam here. You know what? What did you think of him like in the suit and after his uh, little uh, rendezvous dance with uh, Felicity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought that was awesome. Uh, I, I was I was hoping to see like. I thought we'd get like maybe a quick scene of him saving somebody, you know, or swooping in mm-hmm. and and, and help helping somebody. I don't know, but um, maybe we'll get that maybe next next episode. But um, but I thought it was awesome. I thought uh, him flying around, you know, I just can't wait to see the whole thing in, in real action. But um, but no, I thought uh, I was surprised by uh, I was but by that scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess. Well, uh, I guess she's moving I, that was, on. That was kind of the joke, though. That was kind of the joke I made, though. I was just like, I was like, oh, he's all stuck. Can't figure out what's going on. Well, clears out a little of, uh, yeah, clears out some of the pipes, and he's all of a sudden he's a genius again. That's um, right. So, that's right. <laughs> who knows? Oh, <laughs> I thought it's funny, but it was cool. It was. I didn't. I didn't know what to expect when we saw him in the suit, but it was. It was a nice little, yeah, a nice little thing for him zipping around and. Plus he's still sleeping. He's blowing by in the window. It was, that was kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, but I hope he. Well, I'm sure we'll get a lot more from that. That was cool to see that. Kind of, you know, that's one of those moments that I'm talking about. That you know, these things appear, and we kind of get used to them now. We're ex- almost expected we're going to see this moment. We're like, oh yeah, there we go. You know. But um, all right. So two two last things here. Um, now with the flash and arrow, it was announced this week that the CW and this is really honestly developing stuff here in just in the development stage but it's confirmed across the board almost everybody deadline everybody reported that uh, the CW is um, looking at doing a spinoff show a team show that for next season that'll have uh, become from uh, Greg Berlanti and Eric Krasenberg and Mark Guggenheim you know, all the creators of Arrow, um, and the spinoff would star uh, the the Adam Brian Routh be on it, uh, Victor Garba from as Doctor Stein, uh, Whitmer Miller as Captain Cold, and surprisingly, not confirmed. What, no one knows what this is, but Katie Lotz, who was mm. the you know the original Canary. Um, we don't know that. It's not a flashback, or maybe she's a flashback episode. Who knows? Nobody knows. There's no, but again, this is all development stages, but it seems like they're moving forward with some sort of team show. And um, one thing I thought could be really interesting, this is my theory on it, it could be kind of cool, is that 
maybe this is something again with Flash doing time travel, and we'll see what happens with the Flash backside of this episode. Um, but you know, all this stuff has to do with Flashpoint, the new Fifty Two, and you know, Forever Evil when Captain Cold actually becomes quote unquote a good guy. Working with the good guys. I mean, is there any tie in there? I mean, who who knows what could happen? It's obviously, this is this is still in development. And it's not due till next year. But um, you know, they're they're expanding the Flash and Arrow universe, TV universe, to just bigger, more things. So, how do you feel about a team show? Yeah, uh, I guess I'm almost like a mini Justice League. I guess um, kinda. So. Uh, which would which would be crazy because I think, I think Stephen Amell at like some cons have been has been quoted like saying like Hey, you know, we're building our own Justice League here. You know, like mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it looks like. You know, you get you got Arrow, Flash, Firestorm, the Atom, Black Canary, Huntress, Arsenal. Uh, you know, I mean. Who else? I mean, I can you can just name name them off, but um, no, I think it'd be I think it'd be awesome. I mean, anything. I, I think I think I'm more obviously. I think like everybody to be honest, I I'm more into this connected DC universe than anything right now. Like, I loved Constantine. I really really loved Constantine. Uh, and I you know and I like Gotham. I enjoy Gotham a lot, but. The fact that Arrow and Flash are in the same universe—I mean, it just just garners my full attention right now. And mm-hmm. um, anything that they add to that that universe, I'm all for you know, the Supergirl coming—that's going to be part of that universe. Um, so it's hard to it's hard to to figure out what they're trying to do. You know, whether or not it's just like a an extra show that just kind of highlights these these group of people that come together and maybe it's not obviously not it's gonna be hard for Stephen Amell I see coming on that show that often but um yeah. but I don't know you know if, if you take all these secondary characters that are coming and kind of spin them off into that I think it'd be I think it's a brilliant idea I mean who, I mean, who, what's, who are the, who's the creators um of uh what's his name uh the uh Andrew is it Andrew or something that's uh, the executive producer of these guys it's Greg Berlanti, Andrew Greenberg, and 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 Mark Guggenheim. I mean, Gr- Greg Berlanti is. I mean, he's. I don't know what he he's got to get a ton of. Obviously, he does, but he's killing it with this DC TV universe. I mean, I know Jeff Johns mm-hmm. has probably got a lot of thought to do with it, also, obviously, but you know, he's the one coming up with the stories and the writings and and getting it approved and all that stuff. But he's killing it, man. He's building a awesome TV universe right now. Yeah, I, I I still shake my head though. It's like after we had Arrow and the success of it, we're like, oh, Flash is coming. Well, what do we think about the Flash? And yeah, we'll see, we'll see. And then Flash shows up, be great. And we're like, all right, well, we're going from here. And we see Firestorm, and then we see Adam. And we're like, holy crap, all this stuff is coming. And then like I I still never expected like, hey, we're gonna have a team show next season. We're gonna have all these shows. We're gonna have a whole night of nothing but superhero shows, you know, or whatever. Or whole week we're gonna have a show every day, you know, something. I don't know. I didn't didn't see that coming. Um, especially Supergirl. No um, I mean, Supergirl is another. I had some more casting news this week. We had Dean Cain and um, yeah, Helen Slater, the original Supergirl from the movies. Helen Slater, all they got cast as as unknown. We don't know who they are in the show, but they got cast in Supergirl. That was kind of cool. Right. Um, you know, they're starting to add their more and more reveals to that show. So it's just it's I'm still mind blowing to me. I, I'm just kind of stunned that, that they just keep pumping this stuff out and. That it's I don't I, I always thought once we got Flash going and Arrow going I'm like well okay we'll we'll hold that for a couple seasons to see how things go and it's like no we're uh no we got all stuff in development I mean I, I can't imagine what they're going to announce at Comic Con this year I think DC and Marvel with Marvel and their Netflix shows and all that stuff it's just going to be insane um, with what's obviously we've talked about this ad nauseum about how much stuff we're going to be talking about but. Just keeps coming, man. Just keeps coming, and and we'll talk about this next week. But I did see this tonight, which I thought was very interesting. It's a little, not a little teaser for something. Um, the director of Suicide Squad 
David Ayer. Yes, I saw uh, this. He he took he took to Twitter tonight and said something will happen tomorrow. No, it doesn't doesn't say what it is, but he said there will be some sort of tease in relation to the movie. Some way, somehow, we're going to see something. Um, kind of the speculation is we're going to see because he's been talking a little about Jared Leto playing the Joker. And how majestic he is. He actually used the word majestic as the way his character is. Um, you know, Jared Leto just came from the Oscars. And he had a beard and long hair and everything. So we see him. We see him as the Joker for the first time. Um, do we see? Uh, I don't know. Are we, we going to get a Harley Quinn, Z- Zack Snyder esque photo reveal of a character? Maybe yeah. one or one or more, or you know, who knows? But. Um, it's it's I don't know I don't know. Are man. you it's looking just, Are you looking forward to seeing the Joker, Jared Leto as the Joker? I am now. Yeah, I am. I, I'm I'm excited about the Suicide Squad. I think it's I think they're fast tracking this. And I, I I hope you know I can only hope that they're going to do the best thing they can with it. But now they've kind of set it in stone, and we because you know when we first talked about this, we're like, oh, I'm going to get all these people to play in Suicide Squad. That's crazy. I mean, Margot Robbie, especially with Will Smith in Focus, which was number one this past weekend, um, she's becoming a super hot actress as far as like just her yes. popularity and, and her presence. And now she's going to be Harley Quinn. And she she actually tweeted too, or, or she did some sort of report where she's got a, at least a three-picture deal to play Harley Quinn. She's excited about it. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. I think everyone that's on board with this movie – um, is is excited about what they're doing. So I'm excited. Yeah, I, I think can't help but be excited. I think it's going to be Harley Quinn. I think we're going to see her as Harley Quinn tomorrow. That'd be awesome too. I, I would be for whatever, man. But it's, yeah, I'm excited about this whole movie. And I only yeah. say that because, I only say that because he's been tweeting, you know, he's been tweeting a lot of, uh, you know, books that he's researching, you know, like the, the comic books. Um, and, 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 the one of the first ones he tweeted out was I think the the first volume of this the of the new fifty two Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. and Harley Quinn's been kind of the lead character really of the Suicide Squad. So yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be her. I, I just I'll throw it out there. I have a feeling it's going to be her. Well, I, I know that uh, one of the things they talked about here that, that on this whole thing that you know, st- the movie starts shooting in Toronto next month. And uh, Jared Leto tweeted out a picture today of him saying that he's he's arrived in Toronto. So, you know, obviously, obviously they've had some pre-production going on, and yeah, it could, I think it could be obviously a teaser of of a character. Um, I think it's interesting. I think it's a, I mean, it's a and it's actually amazing timing for the movie itself to have focus, which. Yeah, it didn't do it didn't do what they expected it to do, but it still was number one at the box office. It's got a lot of pub, um, again with Will Smith and Margot Robbie, and now they're both in the same movie that's shooting next month. I mean, that's just like a that's just perfect for them to kind of spin off that. Be like, hey, these two stars are because Will Smith's all over TV promoting it. Margot Robbie was yeah. on uh, Fallon doing Flip Cup. I mean, she, that was a big clip that hit line oh. last week. I mean, she's she's she's. I mean, they become like really present, and it's, it's a good time for them to really hit this movie. I think the timing couldn't work out better for this, as far as what they're doing, um, with the publicity and everything. So, so that's that's coming tomorrow. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, it probably hits at midnight tonight or something. We're all asleep. Like they always release things at two o'clock in the morning and stuff. We don't see it till the next morning. Um. All right. So, anything else on any other news you want to discuss? We haven't talked about. Uh, a lot. Of, no, I know, think that was. I think that was all the big stuff. Um, you know, there was some. I don't know. There's some little rumors I did read about real quick about like there was some rumor floating around that Michelle Rodriguez was going to play the green, the female Green Lantern. You know, mm-hmm. but that got shut yeah. down. Um, yeah, there was some controversy over that when she was. I mean, there was a little. T- she had to like make a big statement on Facebook after she made her f- yeah. original statement. So, I don't know. Yeah, that was interesting. I did. I hadn't. I didn't even hear. Actually, I hadn't heard those rumors that she was going to play. Me neither. You know. So that kind of came out of left field for me. And that's like, weird what? because like it's basically the pictures were fl- flying around of the one of Jessica, which is the power, which is the power ring. Not right. really technically a Green Lantern, um, so I don't even know. But I, I, you know, I don't know if we have ever mentioned on here. But remember, I showed you those, uh, you know, Tyrese 
from like the Transformer movies and the Fast and Furious movies. Like he he's been lobbying to to Warner Brothers and DC to play John Stewart. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Green yeah. Lantern. Mm-hmm. Gibson, and he yeah. like mm-hmm. went to the point where he photoshopped himself like in the outfit and sent it in. I mean, and you can search online, and they're fantastic, man. I was, I'm actually on the bandwagon because I like Tyrese. I think I like Tyrese, and I think I, he'd be he'd be a good John Stewart. I think I think he'd be I, great. I'd go for him for John Stewart. I think I, he's he'd be good for that. I, I I think they're gonna. I don't know what they're gonna do with Green Lantern, but I think. At least with the books, you know, there's some. There's they had the different characters who play Green Lantern, different Green Lanterns. I think it'd be cool to see more than one, actually, um, to to kind of spread across the universe because there are, you know, sure. there's ample room. There's ample room for Green Lantern on TV, Green Lantern in the movies. I mean, you could have different ones. Totally. You don't have to have the same one. You could have John Stewart over here. You could have how. Ka- Hal Jordan over here. You could have Kyle Rayner somewhere else, a Guy Gardner somewhere else, and then you got this new powering Jessica female lantern. So you, know, you got a you got a big you got a big cast to work with, I think. But um, yep. we'll see. Uh, so, like I say, next uh, we got everything's kind of off right now as far as like the shows. I mean, things are just like staggered at this point. I was really disappointed coming out of Arrow and Flash, Flash especially. That it wasn't beyond like Flash has been off for was about for three weeks. Arrow's only off for two weeks. But man, that tease they have coming of uh, Harrison Wells, yes, coming out Ridiculous. as Reverse Flash or whatever. Um, that was that's stunning this early, uh, you know. So it the, I, I can't wait for March seventeenth. That's gonna have that's be a good week. You know, a lot everything's coming back and. Uh, Shield comebacks next week. We'll see what comes up with that. Uh, there's been some posters they put out about the characters. We've seen a teaser of Sky when she's kind of locked in her not a holding cell, but just kind of for her own protection. This glass it happened at the Oscars, I believe, the the commercial where she's in there and she's kind of it's kind of a narrative of her talking about how she's changed and really there's something inside here that's quote-unquote inhuman first time we heard the word inhuman on shield um but she starts to everything starts to shake like an earthquake which she's quake or at least that's the speculation so they kind of proved it there so we'll see what happens hopefully they come back with a i think they ended this season the mid-season pretty well i was pretty happy with that ending so um we'll see how they come back you know mid-season because honestly i'm starting to believe with the way they break seasons up now and the way that the precedence has been set, that the midseason finale has got to be a big thing, and I think the midseason return has got to be, you know, second half of the season's got to be a big one. I mean, they, Walking Dead does it all the time. I mean, they, they end their their breaks with like big things, man, and they came back from their midseason break with two big things, and we're like, holy cow, man, they aren't pulling any punches. So, wow. um, which. I gotta see. I want to see where they're going now, man. Now, Alexandra has been revealed. I've been at that door where they're standing right now, ready to go in. I've, at least I've seen it. I don't know. I haven't been there. I didn't go in or anything. But <laughs> but Chad and I were sneaking around, like trying to get some photos that we weren't supposed to. But uh, successfully, by the way. Yeah. All right. Um, so we'll get back on the variants. We'll talk a little bit of the TV shows once they start coming back. But we'll get back on that pretty hard here very soon. Um, now. I, People have been sending us some Twitter questions of the week, but that said, gotta be honest, we had a big barrage there for a little bit, man, and then it's kind of like just dropped off the planet. So I'm gonna hold off and ask you guys once again, please, please, please hit us up with your questions, whether it be about TV shows, comics, news, whatever. As long as it's comic book related, doesn't have to be just at comic books, but that those everything is welcome. We're the podcast is everything comics. So give us your comic questions. Um, go on Twitter, use the hashtag ITC question. And you know, we've gotten some, we've gotten some things in. We might give a prize. Let me, put, let me throw a prize out there. I don't know what it could be. We got stuff though. We can give away. Uh, so if you want the chance at win the prize and be our Twitter question of the week, um, and those who do it on a regular basis, we really appreciate it, but I need some new questions. I need some new people. I need some new faces. Come to the table. Please hit us up. ITT question, hashtag on Twitter. Tweet us, and we will 
po- compile those and come up with a couple questions, and we'll pull an actual Twitter question of the week. So um, if you want a full rundown, um, I want to mention this. Uh, the Gotham After Show, doing very well over on the 21 Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gotham After Show, a lot of stuff been discussed. So to get a full on assessment of what's happening on Gotham After Show, head over to GothamAfterShow.com. And you can see Chad, Dave, and Corey Cooley talk about the episodes. I was on recently, so that was kind of fun. And we get to, it's all video, so lots of good little things going on, lots of visuals there. Um, Chad in his purple chair hosting the show. He loves to do that, so yeah. give him a shout-out. So go over there on YouTube. Go get all those links on GothamAfterShow.com and follow them on Twitter at GothamAfterShow. Pretty simple. Um, and let's say we'll be back very soon with our variant issues on all the TV stuff. All right, so let's get right into best bets of next week, Dave. Um, I've picked two titles. You pick two titles. Give me your first one for next week. Definitely first one is uh, Princess Leia number one coming from Marvel. And the third Star Wars comic that is part of the canon um, in the story group of... Uh, speaking of Star Wars real quick, tomorrow, which is Monday the 2nd, the season one finale of Star Wars Rebels, if you're watching that, looks to be... I mean, fantastic. Uh, I don't know if I gotta, you're caught I gotta, up. I got to get caught up. I was flipping through the TV, honestly, like I think it was probably Monday. I was flipping through. Nothing was really on because stuff was recording. So I, I hit Disney XD. It was on. I left it on. And I thought, I was like, oh, I've seen this episode before. I was like, no, I haven't. I'm way behind. I'm not way behind. But, I mean, this episode I hadn't seen. I was like, yeah, what the hell is going on? So, I, yeah, I need to get caught up with that because it's a good show. I like it. It's a great show, um, and 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 uh, now when they did the very first movie, you know, thing called Spark of Rebellion, when they redid it for TV, they had James Earl Jones voice Darth Vader. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Darth Vader comes back, and not just a hologram, but he is in this episode. So check it out uh, tomorrow XD. Anyway, so anyway, Princess Leia number one. Uh, then on the then on the DC side, um, I am probably most looking forward to you know my, one of my other favorite characters is uh, Green Arrow uh, that comes out I think uh, this Wednesday as well. So best bets for me. Yeah, um, for me next week uh, is Black Cross number one. That's from Warren Ellis, one of my favorite writers, and Colton Morley. It's from Dynamite Comics. I don't really. Read a lot of dynamite books, but uh, Black Cross again. Put, throw Warren Ellis's name on it. I'm gonna check it out. So I'm definitely checking that out. Um, it's again. It's basically it is a um, it's a town. It's, it's a town in the Pacific Northwest called Black Cross, and something terrible is happening. It starts off with a dude literally burning himself to death uh, and walking into a lake. And there's serial killer stuff going on. There's, you know, hauntings. It's just all, it's a crazy town called Black Cross. Weird things are happening. Got cops involved. So, again, Warren Ellis, I'm all over it. And from Image Comics, I'm picking this one because it's got a lot of hype around it. Not really sure why, so I'm going to check it out. Um, Descender number one, Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn, who Dustin Wynn is a, is a big DC artist. Um, and he's gone over with uh, Jeff Lemire on his image title called Descender Number One. It's about a it's about a robot. I'll give you a little synopsis here. So a young robots struggle to stay alive in a universe where all androids have been outlawed and bounty hunters lurk on every planet. Um, it's a you know basically so it's a it's kind of sci-fi adventure fantasy um, sp- big space opera they got going on. Jeff Lemire is writing it again. I'm all over it. Dustin Wynn, I love his work too, so I'm excited about him drawing it. It's and, and really, I didn't even know about this book until again our buddy Charles uh, Thompson. Um, he said something to me about it, like the center of one's going crazy. He's going crazy. Can't buy it anywhere. Can't get it anywhere. Midtown sold out. I can't find it. It's, it's hot book. I'm like, it's not even out yet. I could be sold out. It's not out yet. So um, if you want, now you can't. I, I couldn't find it at Midtown. I did not buy it at Midtown. I bought it at Discount Comic Book Services. Um, they had it on there. Ordered it. It's in my it's in my order, so I'll get to some number one. But we'll read it before I get it, probably. Um, and thank you to Image for that because they allow us 
access to, to do some reviews on things. So I'm, I'm excited about Descendant number one. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of good stuff coming out um, next week. Green Arrow for sure. Green Lantern. I'm looking forward to that too. That's kind of interesting. What's going on there? Um, yeah, Descender um, Saga number 26 comes out next week. Haven't seen Saga in a while. That's back. Yeah, wow. That'll be exciting. Um, Dying in the Dead. That was an interesting Hickman thing that happened uh, last you know, three weeks ago or something like that. Um, All New Hawkeye number one. I don't know what that's about. There's some previews out there about that. That's a new take. I don't know if it's a new take on Hawkeye, but it's been a popular book. And of course, Princess Leia, of course. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, again, mostly because Terry Dotson, but I'm, you know, I, I had already pretty much, I already pretty submitted to the fact that once these Marvel books for Star Wars were announced, I was going to buy at least the first four issues of all the series. Um, right now, so far, so good. So, Sticking with it, looking for good things for Princess Leia because I like the tone of the books. Tone feels very original trilogy to me. I don't know, it feels very oh, yeah, kind totally. of odd. So, especially Star Wars number one, that was I loved how they basically got everybody in that book first issue. It's like first issue, we're not waiting. Everybody's together. You see every character you love, and so I'm like, I'm all, I'm on board for that. All right, guys. Yeah. Uh, um, also, real quick, I'll drop in yeah, if you're if you're sure. an if you're an Expanded Universe fan from the old Star Wars Expanded Universe that no longer is canon, unfortunately, but you enjoyed the novels, uh, the third canon novel, Heir to the Jedi, is coming out this Tuesday. And oh, is it? it? Yep, and it focuses on Luke Skywalker shortly after Episode Four. So it is a full-blown novel, uh, Heir to the Jedi. Go check that out. Um, awesome. Yeah. Very cool. All right, guys. Um, again, before we wrap up, uh, farewell, Mr. Spock. Again, so sad to see Leonard Moore uh, pass away, but um, his legacy will live on. He'll be an icon. He'll be Spock forever, and we'll always have things to remember him by. So uh, thoughts and prayers to his family. So it's time to bag and board this issue. Send us your thoughts, comments, and questions to info at in the comics, or hit us up on Twitter, Tumblr, or Facebook. Get all those links at inthecomics.com. Again, follow Dave on Twitter at dconham21 and follow me at director421. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Get those questions in, ITT question, and tune in next week for issue number 96 and get in the mix. For Mr. David Cunningham. Have a great week, everybody. I'm Russell Johnson, and this is In the Comics. This has been a production of the 21 Network. For more great podcasts, visit 21network.com. To view additional content, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash 21network. Follow us on Twitter at 21network for the latest news and updates. The 21 Network, for the fan and all of us.